Welcome to Eyes West, the podcast for movers looking to, for a new place to live in the American West and the connections to get it done. Here's your host, Dick Crawford. Welcome, everyone. This is Dick Crawford, and today's fine introduction was from Randy Wells from the greater Spokane area. He and I have trained in the same network for many, many years, and we have a very similar approach to this business of real estate. Today's call is an excellent opportunity for everyone to get to know Randy and the greater Spokane area that he serves. If you would like a formal introduction to Randy, simply contact your local agent and they will hook you up. And of course, if you don't have a local agent, you can certainly give me a jingle. Randy, thank you for being on the show today. How are you doing? I'm doing terrific. It's a bright and sunny day in Spokane. Okay, that's a good picture right there. Uh, let's, uh, let's start with your work. Where are you in your real estate career at this point? I've been doing this for 26 years. My, uh, my mom has been doing it for 43, and she tried getting me into it right out of high school. And I was like, no, I want to go to college. And then after college, she tried to get me into it um, and uh, said, no, I'm chasing a girl to Seattle and uh, did the uh, five-year stint in Seattle. And then um, when we had our first daughter, we realized that Spokane was a great place to raise a family. And uh, back we came, and I got my license, and uh, there you go. All right. That's a great story. We, uh, sometimes you can go home again. Yeah. Well, in the, in the, sorry, in the 80s when I graduated from college, Spokane's biggest export was its college graduates, and we were all leaving town as fast as possible. Um, but now everyone's headed back. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting to see. It, it is. I think um, uh, it's pretty apparent right now that small-town America is making a huge resurgence. And there's an in, incredible popularity right now for various reasons. So, right. uh, and, I'm sh- and I think Spokane's probably right in the thick of it. Um, Before we go too much further, I always like to ask a a couple of quick questions uh, about, in this case, about you. What is your approach to the business? Well, uh, you know, you and I are both being coached by the same company that's teaching us how to do business by referral. And uh, 93% of my business is repeat from past clients or referral from those clients. And uh, that's, that's my, my whole mindset is, is just taking care of the people so much that uh, whenever someone else says real estate within 100 yards of them, they tackle them around the ankles and say, I'm going to have Randy call you. Um, uh, yes, there you go. Absolutely. Now, during the transaction or during your time with the, the client, um, how do you help them feel comfortable and engaged in the process? One thing, I, 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 uh, I have a lot of uh, goofy sayings that uh, uh, my assistant laughs at me a lot, but uh, I, I tell my clients that I, I want them to feel warm and fuzzy throughout the whole transaction, and if at any time that they're not feeling warm and fuzzy, then they need to call me um, so I can make sure that they're feeling warm and fuzzy about uh, the whole process. And I don't want them feeling like they don't know what's next. 
Um, and so I really work hard on trying to communicate with them and make sure that they are comfortable with every step of the way and that they, they understand the big picture as well as the details. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I tell, tell them to let me sweat the details. That's what I'm here for. Right. And by knowing the big picture, they can appreciate some of the details and they're a lot, a lot happier to let go of them because they can kind of see where they're going. That's good. Right. Now, as realtors, we're, we're, we wear a lot of different hats during the, uh, during the process, during our time with our clients. What's your favorite hat to wear while you're uh, going through this with them? It's probably a problem solver, I guess, because um, that, I mean, that's really what we are, but, you know, they could also call us, uh, um, you know, psychologist, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, you know, because we end up having to hold a lot of hands, and yeah. uh, it, it can be an emotional deal for, for clients, and so I feel like I'm there to solve their problems, and uh, again, make sure that they understand the whole process and what's next um, and let me sweat all the details. Uh, you know, I like, a, I like the duck on the pond on the surface, I'm calm as can be, but underneath I'm paddling like mad uh, to make sure that everything works smoothly for them. Uh, another one of my favorite words is, is schmove. I want everything to go schmoovely. Very nice. Okay, and, and uh, while you were saying all of that, I love the, I, I love the picture of the do, of the duck uh, swimming like uh, or paddling like mad under the surface. I was also thinking of the guy with a helmet and a light on it uh, in the cave, and everybody yep. else is just kind of hanging onto the rope around his waist. So, uh, so there you go. You're out there in front, taking care of taking care of things and letting them uh, letting them just relax. Um, right. As a brief, uh, an ever so brief preface to our conversation today, uh, give, me, uh, give me three things you might want our listeners to learn about the, the greater Spokane area. What, what is it that they're going to learn today? Um, Spokane is a, I call it a mid-tier you know, city, whereas you know, I consider Seattle a tier one, Spokane is a tier two um, you know, we've got half a million people roughly in the Spokane County area, um, and right across the border from us into Idaho is Coeur d'Alene, um, where a lot of people, um, you know, like to go to recreate as well. Um, Spokane is a, I, I, I consider it like a, a sleepy town that's got everything you need, but if you really need your big city fix, you can drive four and a half hours across I-90 and go to Seattle and uh, get your big city fixed. But we have, uh, we're, I mean, this is a foodie town, actually. There's a lot of amazing local restaurants. Well, they're all closed right now, but uh, they're open for takeout. Yeah, there um, you go. But, uh, you know, I think the other big thing about Spokane is it's, it's an outdoor recreation area. Um, okay. A lot, lot going on outdoors here. You know, we do have four seasons so uh, probably the one main thing of Spokane is there's 75 lakes within 50 miles of Spokane. Okay. And, uh, you know, everyone says, oh, we're going to the lake this weekend. Well, it's not one lake. There's, <laughs> oh, you know, there's a bunch of them, and, you know, you pretty much know someone that has a lake place. So. Okay, so, so there's, a, there's an easygoing vibe. There's plenty yeah. of outdoor activity available. What would be the third thing? 
Um, inexpensive uh, cost of living compared to Seattle, Portland, and of course California. Okay. Um, prices are prices are much more affordable um, for everything. So, okay, easygoing vibe, plenty of outdoor activity, and affordable cost of living. That's a that's a pretty good combination there. So. Tell me about the greater Spokane area. What, uh, what's the, the, the geographic area? What do you mean by the greater Spokane area? Give me some, uh, some boundaries, maybe a couple of city names, so the people when right. they're looking on our map, they can understand your service area. Uh, well, Spokane County has in it Liberty Lake, Colbert, Deer Park, um, Millwood, um, Newman Lake. Um, all those are within... Uh, Spokane County and Cheney, which is the home of Eastern Washington University, which is about 25 miles west of downtown, right on I-90, which that, that, and that's where I went to uh, school. And it, you know, it's it's a 20-minute drive from from town to get there. Um, so that's that's roughly where I work. I mean, I do go up into Stevens County, which is you know where, where a lot of the uh, lakes are. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll work up there as well. Okay, so that's uh, pretty easy to interpret on a map. There you have yeah. it. Um, your elevation there is about eighteen hundred feet um, or so, I believe. Uh, right, and that's, that's I'm sorry that that's the down in town. Um, you know, most of the people, they're probably a little bit higher than that, but uh, that's the town. And then Mount Spokane is uh, just under 6,000 feet in elevation, and actually there's a, a ski resort up there on the north side of Mount Spokane. Okay. So so tell me all about that. What's the, what's the area like? What can someone expect in, in uh, above 1,800 feet? Um, I mean, I guess we're, we're considered a, a high desert. Um, you know, south of town, there's not as many trees as you get to town and head north. It's, it's more treed and, and uh, uh, mostly, you know, pine trees and, and fir trees and tamarack. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously then around all the lakes, it's, uh, it's pretty spectacular um, uh, views. I mean, I, we just went and visited my daughter and her husband in Atlanta, and I was amazed that uh, when you're driving around Atlanta, you can't see any anything because it's so flat there. Um, and I guess we're spoiled. I, I, I was uh, we were on the plane flying back, and we flew into Seattle. And I just thought all these people coming from these other parts of the country, and and all of a sudden they're looking out the window, and there's Mount Rainier and and all yeah. all these huge volcanic volcanic mountains uh, covered with snow. It's uh, it's got to be amazing to some people to see when they come up here. Absolutely, absolutely. That's uh, that's a big big part of the Northwest. Uh, what so, so you talk about the uh, the vibe of Spokane being a little bit laid back, uh, a little bit easygoing. Uh, tell me a little bit more about that. Uh, I think you said that there's there's a college in town. Um, yeah. Tell me a little bit well, more about the a, vibe. You might have uh, heard of uh, Gonzaga. Well, the the number one college right. basketball team in the country right now is is in. Spokane. Um, the Zags have uh, really helped put Spokane on the map, I, I believe, because uh, huh. they're they've been in the NCAA tournament. Oh gosh, I want to say the last 15 years straight, uh, some crazy number like that. Um, and uh, of course, they're ranked number one right now, and uh, they do have probably one of their strongest teams. They got a uh, 
a top six recruit, uh, you know, which, uh, you know, they rank all the basketball recruits across the country. And, and one of the recruits, a freshman that uh, just started his career uh, this weekend, um, holy smokes, he was the number six recruit in the country and, and he came to Gonzaga. Uh, and I think they come to Gonzaga because they know they're going to be playing in the tournament and get some uh, TV time. So uh, it's a great opportunity. I mean, it, it's uh, so it, it, that has helped make Spokane kind of a, of a basketball mecca. We have the largest uh, outdoor three-on-three -three, uh, basketball tournament in the country. It's called Hoop Fest. It's uh, usually the, the last or the third weekend in June, and uh, downtown Spokane is just covered with uh, basketball courts and uh, it's it's an amazing weekend where you wow. can you know come to town and and see some you know because there's elite levels and then they got all the way down to the kids um, but uh, you can come and see some elite basketball players uh, playing and uh, you know spend two days just walking around and enjoying the the downtown area i mean we have a river running through downtown spokane with falls and uh you know it's it's uh, it's pretty beautiful and there's a, a riverfront park where it's all built around that park and it's uh, pretty spectacular so and they've been they've been dumping a lot of money into that that park in the last uh, 5 10 years so it's it's really been uh, improving even more well so so you just painted a pretty good picture there. You know, Phoenix has got spring training, but they've got nothing on Spokane. Spokane's got the biggest three-on-three -three basketball tournament in the country. That's that's fantastic. I had no idea. That's really that's really something. With a river running through it too. That's uh, right. that's excellent. What are some and of the? That, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I had a a client. Uh, this was back in '05. Um, client coming from Orange County. And uh, my office happened to be just north of the river, and uh, he came in May when the runoff from on the rivers is pretty spectacular. And he got out of the car in the parking lot, and he said, "What is that sound?" And I said, "Well, well, let's just walk a couple hundred yards over here and take a look." And it was, you know, the falls are just roaring. And he's like, are you kidding me? Right in your downtown, you have this. And, you know, those of us that have lived here, for it, we don't even think about it. Um, but, uh, yeah, pretty uh, pretty spectacular. If, if he had had to guess, he would have said that there was an enormous freeway nearby, because that's, that's what yeah. we call it. <laughs> it's, it's the river. It's just think of it as yeah. a river, that's all. Yeah. Uh, what, are, what are some of the, uh, you, you talked about the three-on-three -three tournament and such, uh, what are some of the popular activities during the year in terms of maybe some in-town things with, with cultural concerts in the park or, or some of the more, uh, more outdoor activities during the summers and winters? Uh, like they also have, um, I don't know if it's the largest anymore, but it used to be the largest timed running road race. Um, it's called Bloomsday, and it's the first weekend in May. And, um, uh, you know, it's a 7.2-mile uh, timed running race where the, uh, you know, the top runners are done in 20 minutes, and uh, the majority of uh, people that run it are done in an hour, an hour and a half. Um, but uh, that's another big weekend for uh, Spokane. They also uh, hold uh, the Pacific Northwest Qualifier for uh, volleyball uh, for high school and junior high age um, uh, 
teams, and that draws people from all over the West. Um, and I'm trying to remember my daughter played, and I can't remember what time of year. I think it's in the spring when that is. Um, but yes, there's there's multiple parks, and especially up on the South Hill, they do have uh, the symphony plays in uh, a park called Comstock Park in August. Um, it's uh, again, I, I can't stress enough that Spokane is a it's a lake community, and um, in the summertime, it's funny. I, I always joke that uh, you could walk around to the neighborhood in your skivvies, and no one would know because everyone's at the lake. Um, <laughs> It's uh, you know it just it gets really quiet here after the Fourth of July because people spend their time as the you know as many as possible are going to one of their relatives or friends lake places and hanging out. Okay, so that answers uh, answers a question I, I sometimes ask is what do you do on a on a long long weekend getaway? And so I, I guess the answer is for most people they, they go to the <laughs> lake and enjoy themselves. Yep. Yep. Okay. What, now, why would uh, people relocate to your area? What are their reasons for moving into town? You said that you kind of boomeranged from uh, back from Seattle. What are some other reasons? Well, I mean, like I said, it's a great place to raise a family. Uh, got good, strong school systems here. Um, the cost of living is is considerably less than Seattle. Our average price is considerably less than Seattle. I think Seattle's average price, uh, king or actual Seattle is six hundred and eighty or something like that. I, I again, I don't work that market, so I'm not sure. But ours is ours just raised to three hundred and twenty. Um, so considerably less expensive housing here. Um, also, we have hydroelectric. Uh, power for all of our that's our electricity so we have some of the lowest electric electricity rates in the country because mm. of all the rivers and, and dams that we have up here um, which is many people don't have never you know they come here and they're shocked how low their electric bill is <laughs> no no pun uh, intended yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, so do they come for active retirement? Um, do they come from wild yes. spaces? Uh, 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 and also, the the great thing about Spokane is is actually the largest hospital in the state is located in Spokane. Um, we are a regional healthcare uh, town, so we pull people from North Idaho, Western Montana, and uh, when they could come across the border, the Canadians would come down here uh, for health care. Um, but we also pull all the way over to the Cascades. People will come here as opposed to uh, going to Seattle for health care. Um, so that's why we do have a, a, a quite a, a large uh, retirement population here. Um, keep in mind, though, we, we do have four seasons, so I, I know some of those people want to be uh, going somewhere warm in the winter, so we have our, our share of snowbirds that will be here. Uh, they'll be up at the lake in the summer and the fall, and uh, winter, they're, they're heading south. So, hmm. Okay. All right. Good. What, what's the employment outlook? Are there uh, does the hospital is, is that one of the biggest employers? Yeah, the, it's it's in the top ten. Uh, um, the top ten employers, I would say, the top six are are government and and schools, um, and a couple of them are are then uh, the healthcare. Um, Amazon just opened a, a regional facility here. Uh, last year, and actually, actually, that was this year. Um, 
We've also got a uh, an electric car company out of Southern California that's uh, signed a letter of intent to move up to the Spokane area and build electric cars. And then if things go well, they will bring their battery plant up here as well. Um, so that would be a, a huge boom for uh, Spokane. We also have Fairchild Air Force Base is one of the largest employers as well. Okay. All right. Excellent. And I would imagine uh, there's a, a, a pretty good service industry up there because of all the different things yeah. they do outdoors and such. So that's right. probably some reasonable employment for folks. Mm-hmm. Any um, any other big name companies? You mentioned Amazon and um, and the electric car industry and government. Any other big names? Um, no, nothing. Nothing that's. Uh, we don't have any. You know, huge headquarters here. Um, you know, for Fortune 500 companies, um, um, it's just uh, you know, good. I mean, there's half a million people here, um, like I said, and uh, a lot of them work for government and healthcare, and and then all the other top employers are sprinkled in there. And you are, uh, I would imagine, you have a regional airport. Is that is that yes? There? It's a yes, a, a international airport. Um, and uh, obviously, I think all airports are are growing. Um, but uh, yeah, okay. And um, yeah. So so it doesn't. Uh, what we've learned this year. Oh my gosh! What we've learned this year is uh, we have the technology. So you right. can, in many cases, people are fortunate enough to be able to live where they want to live and still do their work. Um, wherever their company is, so with the technology and a good airport, they can they can get anywhere, and that's um, yeah, that's important. You don't necessarily have to have that that big name company right there in town anymore. Right. So we we saw that trend uh, starting. Sorry, Dick, a couple of years ago. I mean, actually, one of my neighbors. He was a lender in Seattle, and he lived in my neighborhood uh, for 15 years. Um, and he he would just commute back and forth. But I sold many houses to pilots uh, and other people that it didn't matter where they lived. And yeah. especially now with what's going on, holy smokes, that's where it. In you know, so all the years that I've been doing this, uh, in the last two years, I've dealt with more Seattle area buyers than all of the other years combined. Because they're all realizing that they can come over here, keep their job from the Seattle area, telecommute, and if they have to go back over once or twice a month, then fine. They, the, the flights are every half an hour to to Seattle. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So it it sounds like you've got a pretty good uh, pretty good mix of people. You got um, professionals, you got families, and yeah. probably have a fair amount of uh, of retirees. Is is all that fair to say? Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. Now, how does a a new resident get involved in the community? Is there is there a particular? You talk about the three on three tournament. You talk about there was a run in there. You mentioned. Um, are oh, there yeah. volunteer opportunities for people to get uh, you know jump right in and help out? Oh my gosh! Yeah, there's uh, there always. You you go to a, a a meeting for one of those and you stand around stand still long enough you're going to be volunteered for something. <laughs> <laughs> Whether your hands are in your pockets or not, you're going to get that, volunteered. That's right. All right, that's good. That's good. Let let's uh, go back to that idea about the growth for a minute. Um, uh, Five hundred thousand people has that grown quite a bit over the last few years? And and if so, um, what about regional services? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's not wild growth, like you know, like it has been this this last year or, or two. Um, Spokane is just very steady. I guess that's the best way to describe Spokane is it's very steady. Um, you know, like in the, in the first ten years that I was in this business, you know, the average appreciation for prices would be like if we had three percent, we were excited. And, you know, now this year so far, I think we're between 12 and 14% appreciation. So obviously the wow. people are coming here. Wow. Um, you know, we've got the earth, urban growth boundaries that uh, have not been looked at for quite a while. They're not going to um, look at those until 2025. So they're forcing all the development to be within that urban growth boundary. Um, and it's, you know... It's been difficult for builders to find uh, inexpensive land to build on. They mm-hmm. can find land to build on, but it's all the stuff that the developers from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and on passed on because it was too expensive to build on. Right. Well, now they're, you know, the state is forcing them to build on that. Um, so that's, you know, the 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 building world is is, and also, I mean, the the Great Recession. Obviously, we lost a lot of tradesmen. To, they all moved to North Dakota or Texas to work in the oil industry or whatever. And uh, mm-hmm. so um, that's probably the biggest, if you talk to a builder right now, that's their biggest complaint is finding skilled labor um, to uh, build those houses. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's been interesting. And, and how about uh, the infrastructure, you know, roads and, and, and things like that, the, the boring stuff? Is that being right. able to, to support the growth? They are they are building a uh, north south freeway right now. We have I ninety runs right through Spokane east and west, so that's the east and west commute is on I ninety and and very simple. Um, the uh, going north uh, from the city has has been um, more difficult. I mean, I live north and it's not fine. You know, I lived in Seattle, so I know what traffic's like. Um, it's it's Spokane's traffic is nothing compared to uh, Seattle or Portland. Um, but the north south freeway will be done in a few years, and that will take uh, like I'm living up at Loon Lake right now, which is in Stevens County, and it takes me 45 minutes to get in into town where when the north south freeway is complete that'll probably shave 15 to 20 minutes off of that drive so that'll be uh, amazing and that'll be just in time for 2025 when they start taking a look at some of those growth <laughs> boundaries too right right yeah uh, well I, I always say that uh that retirees just want internet good health care and an airport and yep. that's that's pretty much their checklist and you've got some good health care Everybody's got internet these days, and uh, right. it sounds like your airport is uh, in good shape too. So, it seems yep. like um, it, with a in a steady, uh, steady town like Spokane, it seems like it's a pretty good area for for just about anybody. Um, yeah, that's that's good. And and uh, um, congestion is is not a really a word that you guys use, although maybe in a relative sense, it's a little more congested. But it's got got nothing on. Uh, on, on uh, Seattle and Portland and such. So good. Right. Well, I, I think the people commuting east in the afternoon might sit on I-90 a little bit, but, you know, if, especially if it rains and people forget how to drive in the, in the rainy, wet street. But uh, <laughs> um, for the most part, there's there's very little traffic problems here. And what does it cost for a gallon of gas? Uh, I think it's like 250 ish 
240-ish. Okay. Well, that's now um, is that premium or regular? I think that's just um, I think that's just regular. Okay. Um, you know, it's Washington's I think the second highest uh, taxed gallon of gas behind you guys. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that that answer kind of warms my heart because everybody else is telling me like under two bucks and I'm just cringing. Yeah. So okay, yeah. so that's not not a big discount, but nevertheless, it it is what it is. Um, right. And if we're working out of the house, we're not spending a lot on gas anyway. Sure. Uh, what about um, what about property taxes? We don't need to go into details, but what's your proper what's your base property tax rate? How does how does that work in Washington? It's based on assessed value, and your assessed value the 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 county is always lagging behind values. Um, you know, by a good 20% on that. I, I, you know, I'm being sweeping generalization there, but they're they're generally behind the the market, um, and it's a you know one percent um, ish. I, okay. I I don't know the exact, um, right. but it's it's about one percent. Okay, well, that makes uh, that that's that's pretty in line with. Um, with most states around the West, but they do vary quite a bit. Right. Um, and there's no income tax in Washington State. Is that correct? No, no state income tax. Okay. There you go. There you go, people. Right there. That's a good one for everybody <laughs> to latch on to. Uh, Southern California's uh, average prices uh, can go from 700000 to a million plus, depending upon what city you're in and how close you are to the water. Um, what's your, what can you say about average home prices and such up there? Can you give me an example or a story maybe of something that you've recently sold that would, would address the average home price or the, or the range of home prices? Um, like an average house, uh, you know, a 320, 325 houses, uh, I mean, just sold a, a four bedroom, two bath, um, like a 2,200 square footer with a two-car garage on a 10,000 square foot lot in a good school district. Um, that's what uh, that's what 325 will get you. At this point, we lost Randy for just a couple of seconds, but he was talking about a home that he was negotiating on behalf of his client. This home had been on the market for three days. They had six other offers ahead of him. It was listed at $749,000. It was remodeled and updated and had an addition to the home. It was really dialed in, as Randy likes to say. And his client offered $845,000 all cash in the end. And that's what it took to get this home. And again, after being on the market for just three days. So that's the kind of market they were in this fall up in Spokane. And let's hear Randy as he picks up the conversation. And we ended up getting that house for eight hundred and forty nine. Oh my gosh! Um, oh, sorry, eight hundred and forty five. Uh, so what that means is probably three or four of the six buyers were from Seattle with their pockets full of money, um, ready to buy something over here, and they were, you know, and so that house was on ten acres, um, just north of town in an area, just south of an area called Green Bluff which has a bunch of hobby farms where in the fall everyone loves to go up there and they get their pumpkins and they, you know, get uh, apple cider and they go through the corn maze and all that. Well, it's it's up in that idyllic little 
um, area and uh, views looking back towards town. You can't see town, but uh, uh, a beautiful 4,200-square-foot daylight walkout rancher that's been completely remodeled and updated with a 30-by-40 shop. Um, and a, um, I mean, nice buffer between, well, the next neighbor is 10 acres away. So, um, so that's what uh, 845 will get you in Spokane. Mm. Wow. I'm packing my bags, Randy. I'm packing my bags. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very good. Uh, those are two excellent examples, and uh, gives people kind of kind of paints a picture for people as to what what the possibilities might be. And of course, things run the gamut. Um, but uh, if you want more information, uh, certainly Randy can fill you in on that. What about uh, new construction? You said that it's, it's some very tight boundaries in town, and they're not going to be addressing those boundaries for quite a while. Um, is, are prices pretty crazy? Uh, how's that working? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, right now, I think there's, there's under 400 active listings in our market, which in all of my years is staggeringly low. I, I, I've not seen it that low. Um, mark, you know, the average market time, you know, is, I mean, there's, there's 0.6 months worth of inventory on the market right now, which is mm. ridiculously low. Now we, our market does slow in the winter time, but it's not slowing right now. Um, right. it's, it's still, it's still going crazy. Um, so is there a is there a pretty um, pretty low inventory on on new houses as well, or just plain low activity simply because there's not a lot of opportunities to build? The um, um, the builders when when they can when they can do a spec, it's it's gone by framing stage. Mm. Um, you know, it's uh, and they don't really, you know, the, they don't really need to do specs for the most part because when they open up a new development, uh, they got people standing in line. I, I had one earlier this year where they just the builder basically had a little lottery. They were opening six lots up, and they had a little lottery system where you had to be there at seven thirty in the morning on a Saturday and and get your lottery number and and. Uh, if you were high enough on their list, and they would talk to you uh, about what you wanted to, you know, which model of theirs that you wanted to build on the on the specific lot that you were able to secure. Wow. Um, yeah. So, so. Similar uh, situations going on in I think Bend, Oregon, and uh, yeah. parts of, of Greater Boise, and mm -hmm. uh, some other popular places around the West. But that's there. You go. There's some examples of. Uh, I think you call it a tier two town of uh, you know smaller smaller areas being very very popular right now and and the new construction having a tough time keeping up yep um is there anything that you can do uh for a for an out of town buyer who's looking for new construction or is it really you got to get your lawn chair and be there at seven thirty in the morning <laughs> no, I mean what I do for my out of town clients on uh, that are that are going to build something is uh you know depending on what they want. I mean I've I've gone over there uh, on a weekly basis depending on how fast things are moving and what stage is I'll go over there and I'll FaceTime with the clients and walk through everything um 
and uh, you know show them the progress so they know what's uh, what's going on and what you know what is happening. Are they hanging drywall today? Or are they waiting for an inspector or you know whatever? Um, so uh, yeah, that's uh, that's I've done that for for years uh, for clients. Um, that goes back to that uh, making them feel warm and fuzzy. Exactly right. Making them feel comfortable with what you know that they're engaged and they know what's going on. That's very good. Right. Uh, how about the rental market? If somebody you know gets into town before their house is finished, or they get into town and they're really not sure where they want to live, they want to kind of hang for a while. Uh, what's the right. rental market like? Can you get something for under twelve months, or what's the situation there? Um, you might be able to find an apartment for six months. Um, but I mean, I've I've got rentals and and uh, I I shy away from the the six month lease on on any of mine. I I uh, prefer the the one year lease. Um, and to give you an idea of rental values, I have a uh, like a five bedroom three bath rancher that's twenty nine hundred square feet, um, two car garage, air conditioning, everything, um, and that one rents for twenty one hundred a month. I could. I could get more right now if it was available right now. I could probably get 2300 um right now. But I've got good tenants that uh, that pay on time so mm-hmm. I don't bother them. Exactly. And that's worth 100 bucks a month right there, no question about oh, it. Oh my gosh, yeah. So a little bit tough to find a rental um if you need a short termer um unless you're going to do an apartment or maybe do an Airbnb is is right. uh, is, well, is Airbnb an option is there, are there Plenty of those to choose from. Yes, and in fact, the the, the COVID has kind of hit that Airbnb, the short term, and made them start having to uh, do a little bit longer term. So yeah, a lot of the Airbnbs have switched over to renting places out for three or four months or or whatever. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's. I mean, you can always find something. It's just you're going to pay more than what I think you should have to pay. Um, because the the people that own properties like that are for short term, they know they've you know these people have got to pay it because where else are they going to go? So yeah, yeah, uh, that's all right. It, that's just a cost of your move. If it makes it yep. life easier for you, then okay, that's that's just yep. one of the things to do. Do you have any advice for out of state buyers coming your way, or for for people coming from Seattle uh, coming your way? Yeah, I mean, there's there's definite distinct parts of of town um you know and and school districts and things like that and just uh you know talk to an expert that knows you know what uh, what you know and can listen to you and and understand what you what is important to you and and uh, we'll we'll find you the right spot to be there you go know your checklist and uh, yeah. ask a lot of questions. Do you ever have people coming out to uh, to spend the weekend or spend a, spend a few days and and just kind of getting to know things? Oh yeah, I, I mean, um, I, I call that interviewing cities. Um, you know, they <laughs> yeah. they come out and and uh, and I'm I'm fine doing that. I, you know, I'll give the people the, the nickel tour and and show them the the different parts of town and and uh, show them some highlights and. Um, drive them over the the river a few times, um, and uh, you know, with an afternoon like that, you can really have a good feel for the part of town that resonated with you, um, and then from there, you just focus on that part of town and yeah. and 
Yeah. Go from the general to the detail. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very good. Randy, it's been a pleasure this morning. I, thank you for everything. You've given us some good insight and uh, some sage advice. I tell you, I, I just love learning about everybody uh, in our network and all the different uh, areas they serve and the different personalities. It's, it's just marvelous. So I, I, uh, I thank you for joining us today. I, I just really appreciate your time, and, and certainly I hope you enjoyed being on the show as well. Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity to uh, be the ambassador for Spokane, Washington. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and we are hopeful we're going to uh, have an event uh, with a whole bunch of us down in Arizona this spring, so I, I hope that happens, and I hope I catch you there. I will, I will be there. I'm signed up. All right, very good. Well, in the meantime, certainly best wishes from me to you, from from uh, Southern California to, uh, to Eastern Washington. Best wishes uh, for an excellent rest of your year. All right. Thank you, and you too. All right, sir. Take care. Bye-bye now. Okay. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Randy Wells from the greater Spokane area, and he is a very experienced uh, professional with years of uh, tenure in the business, and he's, of course, ready to help you land on both feet in the greater Spokane area. If you would like me to introduce you formally to Randy, please feel free to contact me or contact your local agent, and one of us will be happy to hook you up. To understand the value of using a realtor known to me and my colleagues, uh, listen to the first episode of Eyes West. It's called the Eyes West Resource. It kind of explains the relationships and the importance of it. It's down at the bottom of the list because um, it is the first episode. It's called the Eyes West Resource. And to learn a little bit more about me, you can Google me as Dick Crawford Realtor. I'm always available for your real estate needs here in North Orange County. And I have trustworthy colleagues throughout Southern California who can help in areas that I don't serve. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, be good, be well, and be safe. Take care. <laughs>